Hello and welcome to level 47 of Three Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. How are you all doing this week? Now, before we get started, just a little reminder to say that Three Extra Lives has a Twitch channel which is streaming fairly regularly right now over twitch.tv slash Three Extra Lives. Should definitely go check that out and give us a little follow there really appreciate that and you can follow some of my indie game adventures off the podcast and always bringing something fairly new to the table over there and i'd really appreciate it if you checked it out so that's twitch.tv slash three extra lives anyway with that out the way let's get on with the show so over the past weekend of the 4th and 5th of april steam had a free weekend for the game known as risk of rain 2 now I mentioned this game back on level 10 of Three Extra Lives, which feels like a long time ago. I mean it is, but it also isn't. Anyway, back then Risk of Rain had just been launched, it was in its first month, and it had hit 1 million sales on Steam. Here we are a year later, they're on their fourth major content update, and the game is still in early access, but I decided that it was time to check this game out no better opportunity than a free weekend on Steam, which usually every week there is a couple of games that you can download and play totally for free, 100% accessible over there for the weekend. It's not something I do too often, but when I saw Risk of Rain 2 was on there, it's obviously something I'd spoke about here before, and I'd been following it and just hadn't got around to playing it. And I jumped in there and called upon some friends to join me in this escapade and wow this game was so much fun now I went in there with three other people the game is set in a third-person mode it's roguelike every time you get beamed into this game you start off in a zone with randomly generated enemies loot bosses and you can play it solo but I found that playing with other players actually enhanced this experience like it usually does with these type of games and the game starts off fairly easy, but ramps up in difficulty as you progress through the levels and the longer you take in each level, there's this constant difficulty timer that's ticking up and you can see that and you can see the next difficulty level that you're approaching and it's all very intense. Anyway, when you start a game in Risk of Rain 2, your first time in there, you're gonna have access to one of the survivors, which is a class basically. And we were all playing as the Commando class where it's basically your generic kind of gunner, shooter, has an arsenal there to take down your enemies and a great place to get you started in the world of Risk of Rain 2. And as you progress through this game, if you reach certain criteria, for example, reaching a certain level, certain stage then you unlock other survivors and you can also unlock different loadouts for these classes as well to customize their playstyle a bit more and you play through this and you encounter some incredible boss encounters and we went through a session where we played for over an hour actually and we finally got eliminated but there was times where it looked like we were gone we were dead and buried but one of the teammates or two of the teammates managed to survive and get us through the level, teleport us out into the next stage. And usually you have an objective to complete as well, which is usually find a teleporter, activate that teleporter and beam out. But usually once you activate that teleporter, then the boss of the stage spawns. And that's usually 
difficult encounter and there's been various ranges of enemies from multiple floating orbs that shoot you to these huge fiery sand snakes that burrow into the ground and burst out in different places. It's all a rush and I don't think I've ever played a game where there's been so much happening on screen at once and trying to focus on normal enemies, boss enemies, mini bosses all at the same time, but very intense, very energizing to play through. And something I thought was interesting about this game as well is that once you've died and once it's all said and done, game over and you're looking to start again, you don't feel bad about that. I mean, you've lost your character, you've lost those levels you've gained, but you're starting all over again. But there's no real attachment there. You know, you could start again and, and get that rush all over again. As someone that comes from a background of playing like RPGs and MMOs and having that attachment to your character, it's a totally different style of gameplay just going into a game where you don't have that attachment. You sit down and play, you enjoy, and then you can get up and walk away and there's no having to come back to that to do daily quests or check in with your character, see how it's doing because it's just a one playthrough and your character's done. And I don't know, there's something quite refreshing about playing a game like that when we're so used to having gratification for everything we do in video games. Sometimes it's just nice to play a good old fashioned video game that you just enjoy playing and you don't need rewarded for doing that. So highly recommend Risk of Rain 2. It's doing some awesome things out there, still in early access, but it looks like there's a lot more planned for this game right now. There's a vote for the next survivor on the Risk of Rain 2 Discord. Developers taking a lot of player feedback to shaping the direction of this game, which continues to be an overwhelming success. So yeah, this game ain't drizzle. It's a downpour. Risk of Rain 2 by Hopo Game. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Risk of Rain. Here's where I went with this. Name the game known as Rockman in Japan. This is the title character and the main protagonist of this video game series by Capcom. The answer is Mega Man. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. So here's a fun little game for you. What if you were stranded on a desert island and you knew you were gonna be there for a long time and you could only take three video games with you? Now let's not worry about, do you have Wi-Fi? Do you have a TV? Do you even have the console to play these games? Let's just say that's all covered and you can pick three games to take with you. What would you take? Now, after a little bit of thinking, I was trying to decide which three I would take, and I decided that I would probably take No Man's Sky with me, because, you know, procedurally generated universe, potentially endless exploration and gameplay within the No Man's Sky realm. And yeah, I just think that's a game that I probably would never get bored of, because that game's always getting updated, and you have a whole universe to explore as well. You've got base building, you've got space pirates, you've got all the good stuff that comes with exploring the universe. So I would definitely take No Man's Sky. Now another game that I couldn't leave at home, and that's great because you can play this one on your mobile too, and that's Hearthstone. This is a game that I've played pretty much every day in the last five years, six years since Hearthstone came out. Barely a day goes by when I don't check in and maybe play a game 
against my partner Amanda over lunch. It's almost like tradition right now. And I couldn't imagine not having this game by my side. Even this week, a new expansion just launched, Ashes of Outland, which included the Demon Hunter class from Warcraft. And if you don't know, Hearthstone is a online TCG collectible card game, which I think Magic the Gathering, but maybe a bit more easier to understand at first impact. So that leaves me with my third game, my third and final game that I take to this desert island. I have to say, looking at my Steam time played, one of the games that is up there near the top is Rocket League. This is another game I've played since beta. And while I haven't played it too much recently, it is a game I can go back to, I can always enjoy, and it never feels repetitive or samey every time you go in there. It's a new experience, it's fun, it's fast, it's frantic, and it definitely scratches that sporting itch, you know, cars with balls. And again, if you haven't played Rocket League, it's basically cars that you control in an arena with a ball, there's nets, you're on a team, it's like football with cars, and it's pretty amazing actually. It doesn't sound much when you say it out loud, but it really is and I've sunk a lot of hours into that game. So there we go. That's my three picks that I would take to the desert island. I'm not hoping to go to this desert island, but I thought, you know what, it would be fun just to think what three games I would actually take. And you know what, I'd love to hear your picks as well. What do you think about mine? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What should I be taking to this desert island? I'd love to hear from you. It's trivia time. So speaking of desert islands and, you know, there was a TV show once called Lost that had a character on it called Desmond. Anyway, that's how I got to this question. Desmond Miles is a major character from which video game series? The correct answer is Assassin's Creed. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of three extra lives, let me talk about Night Call. This is actually a game I picked up in the humble choice for February this year. I have to say that it's been a really chilled and relaxing experience. I would put this game along the lines of a visual novel and it's a non-linear, narrative-driven noir investigation game. Now you are a cab driver working in Paris at nighttime. You do the night shift, that's where we get the, the name for the game there. And obviously as a taxi driver or a cab driver, however you like to say it, you get to interact and meet lots of people. Now anyway, the premises for this game is that there is a serial killer loose in Paris. This serial killer actually attacked you and left you for dead but you survived, you pulled through, and now you're trying to investigate who this could potentially be. Now you team up with the Paris police force and almost become an informant there that you're trying to find out more information. And as you're tackling your night shift, you're presented with this map of Paris. You can decide who you want to go pick up in various places around Paris. You also have a radio that you can tune into, and there's also fuel and gas stations that you can call into and talk to the store clerk there too. So it's all about managing this resource which is time during your night shift because that constantly ticks down as you're driving around Paris and you also have a fuel meter as well in your taxi because you know cars need fuel to run. Makes sense right? 
you're trying to maybe take the best route around Paris to pick people up. But where this game really shines is once you do pick somebody up and you're engaging with them, you're having a conversation, it's circled around the fact that you as a cab driver, people kind of trust you to talk openly because, you know, they don't know you. And sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody that you don't really know. And they're sharing their thoughts, their emotions and their stories. And it's really relaxing to drive around. And as you're playing this visual novel, you'll get various locations from around Paris presented in this noir art style. And you'll have the humming of your car as you're taking the passenger to their destination. And overall, it's just a really interesting story to find out who this serial killer is and to talk to all these various people and listen to their stories. You can also interact with them. You get various dialogue choices as you're talking to them. And maybe you choose not to talk to them or maybe you choose an option that doesn't encourage conversation, but it's all up to you in how you do that. And at the end of your shift, you return home. You've got the cork board at home where you're pinning bits of clues together to find out who this serial killer could be. You've got some suspects lined up there too. Also, depending on how the conversations went with the passengers that you had, you'll have more clues or not, depending which route you took there. So I've been having a lot of fun playing this visual novel and it really is just so relaxing and even though you are investigating a serial killer, there is something really calming and relaxing about experiencing the night drive around Paris as a taxi driver. So that is Night Call, developed by Monkey Moon, Sarl, and Black Muffin. Bon voyage. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Night Call, and that led me to this question. The Kingdom of Hollow Nest is the setting for which video game? The answer is Hollow Knight. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of another level of three extra lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? I'm guessing there's not too many of you that got all three right. It was tough. Why not let me know how you did over on social at 3 Extra Lives. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Always love to hear how you're doing. And as always, you can email the show podcast at 3extralives.com. Always love to hear your feedback about the show or if you've got any suggestions of games I should check out or positive video game news stories, I would love to hear from you. And you can find all the show notes for this level of 3 Extra Lives over at 3extralives.com. Everything's there, so you don't have to go searching 3extralives.com. And with that out of the way, we have reached the end once again. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll see you all in level 48! Dragon Powered Studio.
Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.